Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have Jordan and Paul from 313 Financial. Their positive mindsets and ethos of always having goals in place has allowed them to grow their successful team to over 25 members of staff, which honestly is hugely admirable, guys, especially as they had a recruitment campaign just before Christmas. So it just goes to show the rate the company's growing, even during what was uncertain in 2020 for a lot of businesses. So it just shows the growth that these guys have done. 313 doesn't just deal with mortgages and protection. They also have 313 Commercial, 313 Wealth and 313 Insurance. Just goes to show what a machine these guys are building. These two guys are extremely positive and are always popping up on everyone's social feeds. So it's great to have them on the podcast to share some words of their wisdom. So thanks for coming on, guys, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Welcome. Welcome. So you got we've got two guys on the podcast today, so we're going to bounce between the questions um, and get get the best of both worlds from you. So I think my my first question is, where does three one three come from? And I'll uh, I'll start with Paul. It was just um, a simple. Uh, we had a, a bit of an epiphany when we were at our old job, and I think we both got a little bit fed up. And we both had the drive to be on our own or have our own businesses or business, should I say. Um, and I just joked one day, Jordan's very, a lot of his life has evolved, evolved around or it evolved around, whatever you call it, around the number 13, um, which I let him explain where that's from in, in his world. But um, yeah, and, and three's been heavily involved in mine. So I just joked one day with Jordan and just said, well, let's go and work for 313 Financial, which was obviously ours. Yeah. Um, and then we got a logo drawn up. And we decided to leave our old jobs, and that was as simple as that. So basically, three's my lucky number. 13's Jordan's. So how? What? Why Why three then to start with, Paul? And then we'll move on to 13, because that's quite interesting. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm one of three boys, so I'm the third... Oh child um i was born and raised in house number three oh, so the, the just the numbers just stuck with it and i was born on the third so like everything sense. like that is just yeah just stuck with us my lucky number has been for since as far as or as long as i can remember um and then obviously when we were i worked with jordan and everything i spoke to him about he was the the opposite with 13 so it just was natural really it felt just right just right. So that's quite unusual uh, to have a lucky number as 13, Jordan. Where's that come from? Uh, yeah, just, well... Um, you're, just not a, you're not a 13 brothers, are you? you no, nah, nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, my mum and dad had a telly. Uh, <laughs> no, we... Um, yeah, 13's obviously it's known, isn't it? That's unlucky number 13. Um, I actually live in number house number 13 now, first house yeah. I've bought. With me, fiance. Uh, she was born Friday the thirteenth. Um, so That's little things like that. Well, I mean, we've been together. God, if I get this right, ten years this year, I think. And yeah, obviously it's one of them. So it's always been her lucky, lucky number. That's um, it as well. Yeah, with, with it being born Friday the thirteenth, we we try and celebrate. I'm getting married on Friday the thirteenth, actually. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> is that yeah. by by choice or was that kind of? Well, I thought I might get a discount, but <laughs> well, yeah, not that. Yeah, it's just one of them numbers. That's, that's cool because three one three. It's really really quite a snappy name, and everyone in the mortgage world, and I don't know if it's the same as where you live. All your customers know you as three one three. You're just yeah. known as the three one three team, and your website. It all revolves around the team at three one three, our ethos at three one three. It's quite snappy. It's great branding, I think. Yeah, I mean, right, we're really... on, on, on like if someone searches for mortgage companies, we're we're near the top as well because we're numbers rather than letters. That was accident. <laughs> that was accidental, to be fair. Um, but yeah, that certainly helped. I think at the start. If the phone book was still out, you'd be top of the page, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. The first few pages. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to get a bit into kind of um, your mindset because. You used to be mortgage brokers and now you solely focus on training up teams and you can, you can, I'm sure people can hear from the first few minutes of this podcast, you're really enthusiastic, you love the business. You're quite big on like the law of attraction and Jordan more so. Yeah. Can you give people like a summary and, and of what it is and how it helps? Um, oh God. Um, well, one of my mentors when I first started uh, told us to read a book called The Secret, and that that talks about obviously just positive thinking and if you like, think you're going to get it, you receive it, all that. Yeah. Um, so I've been well into that. Um, God, that'd be 10, 10 11 years. Um, uh, that long? God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the last five years, it's actually, I think it's five years roundabout now when I when I left my job, actually. Um, mm -hmm. We're coming up to our fifth birthday this year. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I've got, I've got all the reasons why I could make excuses. I lost my mum when I was a kid, um, so I've got all the reasons why I could be like bad behaved and negative yeah. mindset and stuff, and playing victim card and feeling sorry for myself. But get you nowhere at the end of the day. So I just like say I've read a, I read one or two books a month, and they're all self help books. And um, people think it's sad and whatever, but it, it's. It's the, it's a similar message in most of the books. Yeah, it is, it, isn't it? it? Yeah, keeps you like I'll hear the same thing over and over again, and all these are successful people who are who think positively. You don't get much from being negative, and more so the last three or four years. I think I've gotten like well into it. Like obviously, I've got Audible and stuff now, so all that content's more easily like accessible, isn't it? Um, and what would you say your number one book is if somebody's starting out and wants to kind of change their mindset what because i love those kind of books i could be here for hours speaking about them are you the same are you paul mm. yeah what would I'm, your um, recommendation be then jordan I'll, I'll get paul's as well then after you know what? i'll go Ant middleton for now he's um yeah. i like the, i like all the sas who does wins lads they're like just hardcore on the straight to the point yeah. no bs like yeah. this is how it is and for people who've been like in war zones and stuff they're all so like their mindset's so positive like they've got such an outlook on life that when they might not have had the best backgrounds because they've seen so much crap because Ant Middleton had a tough but upbringing didn't they yeah he it's lost his dad like you said. when yeah. he was little yeah he lost his dad when he was five I think and then you, you you relate to him I mean I'm skinny as a rake like you can't see you know not an army man but I don't know like when you sort of relate to something like that and say how well they've done, you can kind of lean against that and use that to sort of push yourself as well. Yeah. I suppose. Is that, have you read them, have you, Paul? Or are you just about to say then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, the, um, the, the message is always the same, isn't it? Like they could dwell and 
I think it, Ant Middleton talks about PTSD and his and saying like, I, but I didn't have that. And he's saying he did and or they told him to, to say he did. And it's it's that mentality, isn't it? There's, there's always that victim mentality of, well, you could just say that and it's easier. Like yeah. I could just, the easy way out is just by saying that. But yeah, they're good. Uh, probably Billy Billingham's actually from SAS. He's probably, that's probably my favourite one out of them all. Because mm-hmm. um, he literally come from like, Ant Middleton was quite privileged background. Yeah. Um, I think he was come from quite a wealthy background. Not that that makes him any different, but Billy Billingham fought like physically to get uh, to where he, he is. The top of the ladder. Um, yeah, so his was probably mine, to be honest. Um, Tyson Fury's book's a good one. I'd, I'd I've read, read that. that one. Um, in, a, in a book called The Dip by Seth Gordon, or Gordon, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. is, um, that's a really good book because it, it talks about the highs and lows of life like not every day is the best day um, but when you're at the top then you know you realise why you've done what you've done or if you're doing really well um, but then also know when to give up so rather than the lows dragging you really low give them up and start something else so yeah. it's quite it's quite good a quite good message it's weird because it popped up on me um Memories the other day of, of me reading it. It was about three years ago, I think. Um, still, still strong in your mind of all the messages. Yeah, no, it just brings it back, and you think, God, yeah, that was actually a really good book. But then some of the stuff that's in it had been reshared across. So Primus are quite good at sharing sort of positive messages and and motivational speeches and stuff like that. Um, one of the messages on there is obviously if you if you want to go far, go as a team. If you want to go quick or go on your own or something along them kind of lines and that was in that book that i read way before i even heard it from anyone else and i just brought it back to you like bloody hell yeah i heard that a while ago comes back around and how important is it or how much of this do you discuss with new members of staff because like you said jordan some people think it is a bit woo woo don't they they think self-help why do you need to be doing that i think it's more prevalent now people are talking about it a lot more now than they were five years ago but there are still some people that don't want to talk about it. Do you speak to your members of staff? About they're miserable though, aren't they? All them. What was that? Sorry, Jordan, missed that. They're all, they're all miserable people. <laughs> no, like, look, I, I, to be honest, we don't. I mean, yeah, we talk about it. If there's a good book recommendation, we'll put it in the group. Quite a few of them are into it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it rubs off without us saying anything about it. You know what I mean? I think you don't need to sort of th- ram it down someone's throat. If they're not... If they're not into it, they're not into it. If they're doing well, yeah. something's bro- like not broke. I'm not going to tell them to fix it. Yeah. Most successful people I've met have that mindset. They do. It's all very similar. And you said that the messages in these books are kind of repeated, but just put in a different way, aren't they? In a lot of the books, yeah, that's what you tend to find. You pick little snippets up from from different from, ones. Yeah, so. so yeah, it's, like, so it's the same message banged out different times and. Sometimes, I mean, if I go a couple of months without listening to one, I mean, it doesn't that, that long. But if I did, yeah, you put one back on. It just gives you that motivation, like, especially with me and Paul. I mean, having a partnership, we can lift each other up. So he's not just my business partner. He's like my counsellor as well. And I think having someone to lean on has been massive for us both. Because um, when we first started, somebody said, what's your plan when you fall out? What are you going to do? I got asked that question. Yeah, good one. Uh, um and yeah it hasn't happened yet so (laughs) (laughs) so that that leads me perfectly into how did you how did you get into the mortgage world to start with regardless of of 313 paul what did you use what did you use to do 
So I um I was a bank manager at High Street Bank um okay. at 23, and believe it or not, I got bored. So the only reason I did my mortgage exams was because I was bored. Oh really? Yeah, which is crazy when you think about it now. Um, it's that old. What what's the the oh my god he's a bank manager he must be on like 100 grand a year that old which you used to didn't you people used to think god like you're a manager of a bank that's mad when in reality it was far from that what's it um yeah far far from that um did, was it glamorous the title is i suppose like yeah I, look don't get me wrong it was hard graft getting to where because it's all sales it's all targeted how you approach people some people aren't people like can't deal with people, and that's what yeah. it mostly is. It's a bit like now the more the you know the bigger mean or the business gets, the the more you're dealing with people rather than in terms of staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really lucky when I was uh, a branch manager. We you know we had sort of what the top ten branch in within the oh, within the um, country, and but I had a great team. So my team would come in in the morning, and I had part, members of the team taking the meeting saying this is what we need to do so I was like well this is easy this so then I got bored because I didn't really have a lot to do and then I was going to meetings and it was like well my team are doing this and the people were having breakdowns and crying and saying this has happened at my branch and I was sat there like I don't get any of this this is far too easy and you were just bored yeah and someone said to us why don't you do like in the time you've got in the branch why don't you do your CMAP exams Mm. I know a company who will probably take you on, which was where me and Jordan met. Okay. I was like, all right, then I'll give it a go. So I did see map one, I think. I I was studying for two. I did them all in three months, but I think I'd done number one. I'd started number two, and then I went and met our old boss. And he was like, start tomorrow if you want. I was like, "Um, I mean... (laughs) I've like worked for a corporate company. I've literally got like a one month's notice. Yeah. Like, I think they might put me on garden leave. I don't know. In the end, they ended up asking me to work six weeks. So yeah. I did it out of sort of, I'd been there a while. They'd been good to me. The manager that I worked for was fantastic. She she was amazing. Um, so I said, look, I am leaving. This is what I'm going to do. I obviously got asked to stay. I got offered stuff to stay, but I just, my mind was made up. Hmm. Um, and then, and then you're joined, a mortgage broker at that point. Joined a brokerage, yeah. So yeah. at the time, I didn't have a clue how a brokerage worked. Okay. What it entailed, how you dealt with lenders, providers, just sort of just went sort of all in, deep end. Let's just let's go. This is I, I don't know. I'll learn because that's what um, it's all about. Mortgage being yeah. a mortgage broker. I've never been it, so I can never admit to what it's like. But doing your CMAP exams is completely different to being a broker. One hundred percent. Yeah, the mass massive difference. Do, do you do you find that? Do you, Jordan? How did you get into it? Because you were at the so you two met at a mortgage brokerage company and started yeah, yeah, your business yeah. from there. Yeah. Yeah, we started at the same time. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm following on from that actually. Um, me, me dad was financial in financial services, um, so he had his own his own firm. Um, he worked uh, for Allied Dunbar's, then Zurich, um, with a lot of the people who were still sort of involved with now. Um, obviously, when me when my mum passed away, he became a full-time dad and part-time advisor, so he, he got forced into being sort of self-employed and working from home, if you like, then. Um, 
and yeah, just obviously it was hard and that and that. When things went online, God, my dad's like in his sixties now, so you can imagine what it was like when it went from paper applications to yeah, you can have a mortgage and they get the money within a week to yeah using the internet. And I was obviously at school at the time when it was becoming a big thing. So I used to help them with the applications from a young age. Oh, did you, right? So you you were in the industry. So both yeah, of you have that financial background then yeah, before yeah, you yeah. went into it. So I mean, I, I was just doing as admin for a bit of pocket money, I suppose. And yeah. Um, then I went to, went to uni. I was going to do criminology and English. So I did. I, it wasn't that I wanted to be involved in it. Um, but yeah, then uh, my dad just said, why don't you give it a go? Um, and he was always playing golf and that at that point. So I thought, oh, maybe he's give it a, give it a whirl. But um, yeah, completely different. Like me, I'm really passionate about the insurance. So I didn't really want to do the mortgages. I was just going to do the protection. Okay. Um, because obviously I'd seen what can happen when a family doesn't have the, the right protection. My dad will admit that to anybody now. He was a, he was a good mortgage broker, but the protection was always like a, a, a bonus. If you got it, you got it. Um, nobody really like not pushed it i don't want to force it on people but i want to make sure they're aware of all of the different options yeah i was always like good at that but i struggled to get in front of people um in my early 20s looked 15 still um (laughs) you you don't look like me baby face syndrome isn't it yeah you do and you build a barrier don't you you put that barrier up and it's it is hard to get over um and then i applied uh, i didn't think i'd pass my c-maps but just carrying on from what paul said there yeah and what you've just said about once you've done your exams, you, you don't really reflect back on them. My me, me dad told us the job's 90% personality, um, 10% knowledge. Get through your exams and you, you'll do all right. And like, if you're likable and an all-round nice person, I suppose, and kind to people, people will, will want to use you. People, um, people don't, they? It goes they back do. to that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I suppose that's why so, my dad always did all right, just off being a, a decent bloke. Decent and then. Person, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I sort of got into with that, but I was going to change. I was actually applying to be in London Metropolitan Police. Um, and I just didn't think it was for me. I struggled. I really struggled at first. So it wasn't like I've, I've come in and had my dad's clients to, to inherit. Yeah. It's not been like that at all. I think a lot of people think it was. But yeah, I struggled, couldn't do it. I had a few months, struggled, really struggled. Um, and then got the, offered the opportunity where, where Paul's on about with our last place. And I just thought, I'll give it one last go, see how I, see how I get on. Um, and the rest yeah, is history yeah. then. And then you met, you met and set up three or three. So, so we were talking before this podcast, we'd be started recording. You guys used to do mortgage appointments, you used to do a lot of appointments, but, but now you primarily kind of look into the training and you're big on processes, aren't you, with your company? How does, how does that compare to doing mortgage appointments, Paul? Do you, do you enjoy the training side of it? Yeah, I mean, we, we still are involved in, in mortgage appointments and we, you know, we still deal with, with clients and it's more clients who are referred personally now, I think. Right. Um, that's kind of who we deal with. Um, and because of the team we've got, we, you know, we can, you know, if the average, I don't want to say average, if a client approaches us to transact, then obviously it'll go to the team or one of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we just about personal development with the, with them now and making them more confident and you know everyone everyone within the the business we want to do well personally I, i'd love nothing more than every single one of them thriving and being the best that they can so they can provide for the families and yeah this industry is like a hidden gem it's 
yeah, you've got to have, you know, you've got to have knowledge and you've got to have sort of a bit about you to, to do well, but it can literally change your life. This industry is, uh, it's an amazing industry yeah. that allows you to do, I mean, you know, clients, gone are the days now where you just go like, right, well, I'm going to take an afternoon off work and go to the bank. doesn't happen anymore now. People are messaging, what's happening, yeah. Um, texting, yeah, Facebook, Instagramming, every way possible. I deal with one of my clients via Snapchat chat. Like, really? Yeah, someone, just that's how the message, I've got their number and that, but they always message me on there. And you know, and you're like, I wish you'd not do that because the chat goes and I'm not the best. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. lose, I'll forget what's been said. Like me, um, write it down. It doesn't exist normally. That's why. Yeah, which is, well, yeah, that's that reason why we've got the process, how we've got it. Um, one of the reasons but yeah all sorts of different ways we we transact with clients i mean voice note and everything from you can you know whatsapp whatsapp for business instagram messenger we'll go through the social in a bit because that's quite interesting that yeah you can can never really just be trained on one platform because everybody's everybody's different everybody uses different platforms don't they and it was interesting you spoke about paul when you said that the staff that you've hired, you don't necessarily have to have a background in, in this industry. It leads me perfectly because Jordan, you did a video just before the new year about the recruitment drive on LinkedIn. And this is where I saw you. And you talked about, you said, we've got the training, we've got the processes in place. If you've never done this before, we can help you to do that. Do you enjoy that training part of it from somebody that's never done it before? Yeah. Um, it's hard. Like not going to lie. Yeah. I, I, I do enjoy like dealing with clients, I uh, always have enjoyed it. I, yeah, I've always enjoyed it, but I, this year especially, I've sort of said, right, I'm going to try my best not to not to do as much um, and concentrate on that because it hasn't been perfect. Like the last five years, I think everyone sees that we've sort of doubled and then doubled and then gone and oh, bloody hell, look how, look how easy that's been. The first two or three years, we didn't really have a proper system in place. Me and Paul had notepads and you'd re- someone came back six months later, you're flicking through your notepad to find out what you wrote about and we know from like previous experience as well what what, what doesn't work without being too disrespectful there. Um, yeah. And like, I do you ever it, think that that if you if there's a saying and I can't remember what it is, but if for the first year that you did it, if you got all the process in place and everything was perfect, it's almost like you're trying to set it up before you start something. You've just, I think, especially like you've said, the first five years, you've just got to get in there and start building the business and just trade. And then I think you pick those processes up along the way, don't you? Yeah, if you don't start, you'll never start. You can start yeah. anytime. You can get, like, get, get it perfect later. Um, we're still not perfect now, but I, I genuinely believe we've got a, a process, especially for mortgages, um, that, that can't be beat. So if you're like setting up, we've sort of done it from experience, right? We know what not to do and we know what works, what doesn't work. I mean, some of our advisors still have the notepads. I'm like, right, you don't need to do that anymore. Um, you can literally put it into the system. The system's that good. The clients can track their own mortgages now. Um, I know you've got your own portal for that. Yeah, yeah, That's they can do nice. all that. They can. The fact finds are on your mobile because everything's on mobiles now. That's how we order everything. Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? It's a, yeah. Because you guys on the website, you've got a specific section about technology, haven't you? We yeah. love technology. What are the what tools do you 
if Jordan, if you can give me one of the tools and I'll speak to Paul and if you can talk me through one of the other tools. So I think you use Typeform. Yeah. Yeah, Paul's the technology man. Uh, right, okay, fair <laughs> uh, enough. <laughs> if, if, like, I, know, I know what I want and what works and what I'm like as a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, the high streets and all that suffering, especially the last last year, you, you've got to be able to cater for that generation. It's even the generation below us, for example. I mean, like I've mentioned when I was doing my dad's online submits and emails and whatnot, it's different now. We were all trained on laptops and Microsoft. It's all iPads and tablets now. It's all apps, isn't so, it? So, yeah, you've got to adapt. You've got to adapt. And technology's moving so fast now, it'll be, it'll be even more scary in five years. Exactly. So what have you put in place then, Paul, to help help a customer or help your staff? I think the real um, sort of turning point for us was we had a load of clients and we had what we what would be deemed as a fact find on paper, on Word. Yeah. Now, it's all right when you work in an office environment, but mm-hmm. we were dealing with a lot of clients who were what we would call physical workers. So yeah roofers bricklayers joiners them kind of folk what we would class in the northeast as grafters so uh, yeah them guys don't deal with pens and papers and laptops they just don't that's just the way of life they just go to work graft hard and go home at the end or go they used to go to the pub at the end of the day um and we were getting more and more it was like can we bring that and the reason we did it the way we did it was we wanted the information up front so we could prep sit with the client go through and rather than sitting going like can you tell us this yeah and then you spend half your time the after spend half the time looking at the top of your head and you're writing it down and then you've got no interaction with the client right we believe well me and me and jordan especially believe that the, when you're sat with a client you just haven't cracked with the client that's i want to be sat talking to a client about footy what they're doing at the weekend i mean not much now but you know yeah, in yeah. normal times like normal life like you want to be sat talking like, what's your middle name again? Can you spell that for us? Insurance number. And half of them are going, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. Admin and mortgages are boring, aren't they? Yeah. It, 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 that. It's a very boring job. And we, I mean, we started social media 2017 and, you know, nobody did social media. And I don't care what anyone says. There's no network, no, no networks were online. There was me and Jordan started online or the main part of it. There was, I could count on one hand if I seen any other brokerage online. Now everyone's yeah. online and TikTok and everything. Yeah. But we, um, we then used Typeform and it was basically a way of the clients completing it themselves so if there's two clients and they're not together which you know most couples aren't together during the day i mean they might yeah. be now because of the situation but they weren't and they can complete them at their own time in their own time and if you've got a grafter who's on his 10 o'clock break from laying bricks he can sit in the van and it'll take him five minutes to do a fact find that i need the information for for a lender or a provider yeah and it just completely changed the game for us completely i mean it's like interactive though, isn't it? So it comes up on your phone. Yeah, it's yeah. Not just like fill all, all this. It's like, like, hi, what's your name? Like, hi, Chris. How old are you? Like, douche, douche, douche. And it like, it's like, a, it's like a story. Yeah, it's almost so, like making it fun and, in, as you said, interactive yeah. instead of just yeah. filling out a form. Yeah, yeah. It just it just made it much more interactive for the client. We were getting a million times more answers. It's also helps with compliance because the clients answered the questions. So there can never be a, I never said that. Good point. I never so there's that, there's that, that point. 
Um, it's all it's all branded, coloured, coded, looks make your brand look like bloody hell. Same what these guys are doing. That's snazzy. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing it years. We've had like thousands of, of responses on ours. Um, look, I know things are evolving and we might not use it forever, but right now it's amazing. And it completely changed our process. It just flipped it on its head. Um, what shows that 313 will always be successful is exactly what you just said there. And I think it's the open mindset is you've got something at the minute that is so successful that works, but you've just turned around and said, look, it might not work forever. I think there's a lot of companies out there that think, right, we've got that nailed. We're never going to use anything else but Typeform. Whereas you guys are thinking, well, let's think about worst case scenario. If it does move off, then what are we doing next? How do we take the business to the next level? You, yeah. you don't want to just settle, do you? We've got ourselves set on that. We've got the client portal. We're just, it's not perfect. Typeform is, so we ain't using it. And that's just the way we are. Like I'll, We'll say to every advisor, new or old, existing, whatever you want to call them, like, if there's something that we can do to make it better, we will. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say our per- process is absolutely perfect. It is, but I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but um, but we're open to change. If someone comes and says, have you seen this app? We'd be like, bloody hell, no, that's amazing. Let's have a look at that. And we'll implement it if we can. Um, I mean, this pandemic just shown from the start, the, there'll have been brokers, what we would deal as old school brokers, who will have crumbled at the thought of using Zoom, not being sat in front of a client with a clipboard yeah. for four hours. I mean, I once went to a client and right, they said to the broker before us, took a, an actual scanner, like a full-size <laughs> scanner, plugged it in, four hours with the client. Seriously. What? Just so like, up, like, Remember the trolleys used to get to school with the TV? Much, you <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what, my, my point is, I mean, we've done this for years. Before the pandemic, it wasn't. We haven't flipped a switch because of the pandemic. We were already geared. All yeah. we needed to do was say to, to, to a client, you're now not coming in to see us. You see, you're seeing us on Zoom. That's yeah. all we needed to do because everything else was already set. Whereas there was all the brokers who were like, how the hell do I turn this business completely on its head? Because I've never done anything they had before. But you had everything in place. And we what, had everything in place. What we, do you we, think? Well, we'd never used Zoom before, had we? We'd never done it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The only thing we'd changed really was doing stuff either over the phone or face-to-face yeah. to, you're now not going to do either of those. We're doing it all in one, which is Zoom. That's it. How have you found it, Jordan? Because you say you're not massive into technology, but moving forward, will you use Zoom more so, or can you not wait to get back in front of a customer? Yeah, I'll not go back in front of a customer, I don't think. Um, Aren't you? Yeah, I was the first out of everyone to jump on this. Um, yeah, just, you've got to think again. I always think worst-case scenario with anything. Like, what if we don't go back to normal? Yeah, we're still not in April. We were hoping we'd be back to normal in three weeks. A um, couple of our advisors didn't jump straight on. Oh, we'll be all right. I've got a lot of our lot self-employed. So I've got enough savings to get by the next two or three months. And then when they did now for three months, thought, shit, we need to start getting people, on. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of businesses, regardless, been a mortgage broker. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's had to, and I know it's a sh- I hate the word, but it's pivot. It's a pivoting. Everybody's had to pivot. Yeah. But with you guys, you had everything set up. You also, you also had, and this brings me perfectly, you had a big social media following already. And yeah. I'm glad that Paul said this because you said you started in 2017. You were the first, I'm sorry, 2017 on social. You were the first ones to do it. And you've got just over, well, three and a half thousand followers now. It just shows, guys, anybody listening to this, your social media audience isn't going to grow overnight. And it, it's slower now because there's more businesses out there. 
So yeah. in three, in four years, you've got to that 3,000 point. How important has it been to have that social media following? Yeah, well, massive. Social media has been massive since we started, to be fair, because um, mm. we're still seen as quite young um, in the industry. Um, yeah. And yeah, we've been quite vocal on it as well, I think. So, so what, what the good thing with the social media stuff is it's made us relatable. Yeah. Like we're not your typical briefcase wankers walking around <laughs> with slick back hair, selling anything, like just trying to sell a client anything where I think we come across as like honest and approachable and people think, you know what? They're all right then, I'm going to give them a go. Like we've yeah. been doing a couple of behind the scenes daft videos and stuff and just try, like you say, try and have a laugh because like you said at the start, mortgage is boring. Exactly. Um, and that's where I think it's perfect. You just said it there. You do. You did a few personal videos last last year. You did like when you walked the the, the three peaks, was it? Yes. Yeah, and you did a video of you just walking down the road, and that had loads of engagement on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. How important is it? I'm going to ask Jordan this first because I want to speak to Paul about his personal page that he set up. But do you find those personal videos help you create more relationships with people? How does it make you appear on social media? It depends if I've had a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Depends what kind of videos. Uh, I, I might get cheeky and start calling people out, but um, <laughs> no, I've, um, again, everyone's on it, aren't they? Social media now, um, and it, may, it probably makes you like a normal person. Um, yeah. Like I say, that's all we are. Like I'm just like me and Paul are both the same. We're just like like a couple of daft lads who've worked really hard and we're dead passionate about it as well. So I, I just every client I deal with. Paul might may disagree with this, but I believe I'm the best at my job. I've got that mindset of there's nobody better than me for this person because I'm going to do everything I can to make this person like get what they want and it'll work. Yeah. Um, and my, I'm not being arrogant or, or, or cocky there. It's just I've got to believe that because if yeah. I don't believe it, like how's the client meant to? They might go and use somebody else. Exactly. Um, and while you're putting those personal videos out, I think without yeah. you realising it, you make yourself a lot more approachable. Exactly, it might yeah. just be a video of you walking down the street, but people think, oh, we actually, he has got a life outside of being a mortgage or protection advisor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. definitely. It's just like you say, it's, you obviously, you've got the Wolf of Wall Street, bad yeah. press, stuff like that, and you only, you, the only ever press that usually advisors gets bad press. They've mm -hmm. done something wrong about that. Whereas if you can, like, humanise it a little bit, I think that's the right word. Um, yeah, all invent it, if not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People, they'll just be like, oh, do you know what? Yeah, he's, he isn't like that. He's just a, like a down-to-earth person, yeah. And yeah. you've done that recently, haven't you, Paul? Because you do a lot of, um, well, you've got, what Paul's done, set up your own personal page. And it's more about, like, property investment as well, isn't it? Yeah, so a lot of what I do sort of floats between the two of um, the brands, so between financial and commercial. So rather than mixing it up, I've kind of just created my own page, but it's kind of a bit of everything. Okay. Um, it, you know, it's helping clients. I mean, I'll, I'll go and view a property with a client if he wants me to or, or she wants me to, no problem. Oh. Um, I mean, it's a bit harder now because obviously it's frowned upon, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But in terms of going viewing it, and then I'll, uh, I'll arrange bridging finance to then take it into a buy a let or a company buy a let or a flip. Whereas that doesn't really fit within financial because a three one three financial should I say because that's more mortgage and protection. That's mm -hmm. more that's more the commercial part. And I was sharing stuff from commercial, sharing stuff from financial, and just thought, you know what? I'm just going to make myself 
in the middle. Yeah. And sure, what I do, and it doesn't really matter to a client whether I put up with three on three financial or commercial, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But I want to show them what I can do. You always want to be um, one of that thought leader, don't you? Yeah, it's 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 one of them, and I, I felt like. I don't really like social media, believe it or not. Oh, I actually, really? Really, I know I didn't have it before we had 313. I don't like it, don't agree with it, hate everything personal about it, and hate, just hate it. But <laughs> this, is, this is going from the company that are absolutely smashing it on Jordan, social media. Jordan made me get it when we started. Look, it's oh, amazing right. for business, I do, but I just think there's too many nosy people on there, people who've got too many opinions. I just I just can't be doing with anything like that. I, it just, if someone's, the amount of people who I don't speak to now, not that I've openly said to someone, I don't like you, you're negative. I'll just like, well, I don't need to be around you because I don't need that. Right. Like, at the end of the day, everyone's got their own lives and right now everyone's dealing with their own stuff. Um, I don't need any more hassle or I don't, no one needs any of that. So I just thought, right, this is what I do. I make a client, you know, I can help a client go from there to there without thinking, oh, I've got to go to him for that, them for that, her for that. She sorts that. I'll just go, right, I can do all of that. You don't need to know which way I place that. You just, I'll sort it out. Yeah, um, and I've just made myself that, I think towards the back end of last year, within 313 Financial, we kind of reinvented the wheel a little bit and thought, right, well, actually, they're going to do them jobs. They're going to do that job. They'll work together. Yeah. So I've kind of moved myself into the, the property finance part. So mortgages, bridging finance, commercial finance, financial that bit jordan then runs the the insurance part of it more so so protecting the bits that we do so we're kind of like a mortgage team and a protection team and they work together so you've got you've obviously got passion in different areas yeah you know, i think it'd be quite boring if you both had a passion in one area yeah we both believe in look mortgages isn't great and it isn't sexy at all i don't think any part of it is like oh look there you go there's 200 grand worth of debt Keep that for the next 35 years. Like, oh, mint thanks. Like, that's basically what you try to tell, tell someone. Yeah. But it's not geared like that. The media don't put it like that. The media put like, oh, or social media, sorry, put it like, oh, my God, look at that house that they've just bought. No one looks and goes, they've actually just got 400 grand worth of debt. Nobody yeah. looks at it like that. They go like, oh, wow, look at that shiny new house they've just got. Which, look, it is amazing. And that's the, the, the best part of the job because you're helping someone do what they want to do. We, there's yeah. also a part of it going like, if things go wrong, and it does, and it does quite often, you'll only ever see the part on there where someone set a GoFundMe page up because they now can't afford to live in that brand shiny house because yeah. Paul's labelled them, uh, labelled them with all that debt and hasn't protected it, and that's the bit that people don't see or they don't look and think actually, yeah, that's totally right, and that's where with social media and that's what we work on doing your social media is yeah. you've got to sell the emotion from both mm -hmm. points. You've got to sell the emotion, the highs of the emotion to say, yep, yeah, it's not just a debt. It's how would you feel moving into that house? Your family can grow up in your dream house, but then it's also selling the emotion. Well, how would you feel if your partner was no longer around or you mm -hmm. couldn't keep up on that payment? Mm -hmm. And I suppose that's what you do in your appointments, especially for protection, Jordan. It's, mm -hmm. it's telling it's what emotions would you go through if, if this did happen? And you've got to put them in that picture, haven't you? Yeah, it's a difficult conversation. So I was, I just assumed every like, mortgage broker did it. That was always, I thought, it, you'd like you say, you do a mortgage, you do the client's protection as well. Yeah. Um, but obviously not everyone's had the, the same sort of experiences. So 
again, no, no disrespect to your typical mortgage broker or the bank. The the it is an uncomfortable conversation sometimes, and they can't yeah. always do it. And we've got we've got guys who aren't like probably aren't as good as selling it as others. So like Paul insurance, insurance is a dirty word, isn't it? Yeah, of course Please. it is. That's where you, the, the bad name comes from as well, doesn't it? Like people think there's loads of well, there still is loads of cowboys doing it, unfortunately. Um, but obviously, again, we're honest, and we've got people who literally just do insurance now, so they don't don't touch mortgages. I don't want them to ever do mortgages. And I always thought you had to do someone's mortgage to even have a chance of talking about the protection. That's just the way I sort of did it. But yeah, there's firms, especially in our network. Um, I mean, there's a company in Teesside, Bespoke, who absolutely smashed it out of the park protection only yeah. they do mortgages and stuff now as well but like looking up to people like that and they're only young lads who are running them and you just think bloody hell they did that they, you know? they can do it we can do it exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and like we i mean we get on with them and, the, and they're doing unbelievably well but primarily they're known for the protection whereas i think we've got that everyone assumes we just do mortgages sometimes um, yeah you need to get and that's what you need to shout about that you've got this whole encapsulated yeah. business haven't you you can like Paul yeah. said, you come, Mrs. Smith comes to me. It doesn't matter who I'm going to put you with or where I'm going to put you with. You're going to have a full package of either it's bridging, it's insurance, it's mortgages, it's wealth, it's yeah. finance, it's wills. Pensions. That's the great thing right? about 313. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's very recent. It's only the last sort of 18 months, really. We've got, because I mean, we, you do get people asking, what about my pension? Can you have a look at this? And rather than me saying, yeah, I can do your pension and your investments, like I'll be a spe specialist in what I'm good at. Yeah. I, I, I'm not great with the buy-a-lets. Like, you know what I mean? That's, again, that's where I'll lean on others in the team to, to deal with them and uh, admit that. Uh, but that's why you have a team of specialist yeah. individuals, don't course, you? Which course. is a great a great way to set it up. Going yeah. back to the social media, obviously we need to you need to portray emotion on social media. Obviously, Paul, you, you're not a massive personal fan of social media, but what would you what would you say, Jordan, is your number one? Number one social media platform for personally. I just like to get a feel of people's personal social media use. Facebook and Instagram, yeah. I think, for them too, yeah. Uh, yeah, face, yeah. Facebook's where I'll get the majority of, of business from. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm probably a little bit unprofessional for LinkedIn, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but LinkedIn's um, changing, it's changing into this yeah. completely different beast. Yeah. Are, you, are you the same, Paul? Are you most of your business from Facebook or are you Instagram? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Facebook. I, I do like LinkedIn, but I I probably don't use it enough. Yeah. Um, I have a page on there. You know, I have the companies have got pages on there, but yeah, probably Facebook, Instagram. More do fun. need to be better on on the LinkedIn stuff. I think more. Um, it is a bit more professional, though, isn't it? I've got. I, I haven't got many of my actual friends on LinkedIn. I find it's. Uh, yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? And sometimes you've got to. Like, well, this is what I say to people. When, when people go on LinkedIn, it's almost like your audience shouldn't really be your mates or anybody in the same industry as you because you're never going to sell to them. Like me, my business is based on mortgage brokers and estate agents, and I've got 6,500 connections that are just those people. I haven't really got many friends on there because they'll never buy my services. So it's almost like you need to connect exactly what Facebook is. You need to have an audience of people that are going to buy from you. I've learned loads on LinkedIn though, the last, especially the last like nine or ten months. So there's been quite a few people who've been doing videos on on LinkedIn yeah. that I've noticed, and that's helped a lot of our team as well. So that's it because a lot of your your team do some individual social media as well as yeah. the business paid social media, don't they? And do they find that lucrative for them? Yeah, I think everyone who 
works with us, uses it, especially yeah. Facebook. Um, you've got to now. Facebook if you're not, and Instagram. Yeah, if you're not on, if you're not on, you're, you're missing out massively. Like you said, there's that many people doing it now. You're, you're yeah. already behind if you're just starting today. Um, Selling yourself as people, and that's exactly what you two have done from the start, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so this is where I move on to the strategy question part so i've given you this question i give people this question before the podcast so we've not got like loads of blank space just sitting here in an area but so we'll start with you paul we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of scotland you've got a laptop a mobile phone and an internet connection what are the first few things you do to start generating leads for a complete new mortgage business go do what we did when we first started three on three and just go door knocking we went around right. new build sites went to estate agents um posting on social media of course like i say at that time when we started it was it, it wasn't popular nobody did it um we didn't do it professionally at the start or nowhere near as professionally as we do now um so you went to new build sites and what just not yeah like literally me and jordan would sit and we'd be, we started the business in one of my spare rooms in the old house and it was just like, right, I'm done for the day. Like this kind of time, Jordan's like, ah, I'll be done in about half an hour. It's like, I'll just jump in the car and just go to New Build Site. You know old school. In old all school. the podcast episodes I've had, nobody's mentioned New Build Sites. And it's a great point because they need, they don't normally have, uh, well, I suppose they're back. Yeah, they're normally all tied up or most of them are. But yeah. a lot of them hate using who they're using because it's just rammed down the throat. We were just to like cheeky two young lads who just thought, you know what? What they're going to say? No. All right, we'll just go to the next one. And we just went and we just kept going. And then it was like 313 Financial. Yeah, I've heard of them. Oh, are you doing a mortgage for so-and-so? And it was like, yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, just that's why we've popped down. Just thought we'd come and see you. And then it's like, oh, we know who you two are because where you used to work. And then it just built from there. And then we've got our own new build sites now. Um, oh, right. Yeah, just, Get I think it there. was just, we had a bit of a, I don't want to say a reputation because that's, I don't want to say that. In a negative we, way. We, people knew who we were from where we worked, should I say, because okay. we were popular. Um, and I think it would just be like, they've just done it and just gone, all right, just go and do it. Just rocked up at the stage and say, who do you use for mortgages? Or we don't. Do you want to give us a go? This is who we are. And we give them business cards, which looking back now was shocking. It was like cards. <laughs> like, it was absolutely horrendous. But it made us better because it made us want to be better at all times. Mortgages yeah. were spelt wrong on the first batch that we got. Can you remember? We didn't, yeah. even, we didn't even spell check and we handed them out as well. So we handed it. them out. Yeah, we had like two, <laughs> just two mobile numbers on it. You know, and you're just like, that's so bad. Like, just horrendous. <laughs> like, no website. The website was shocking on WordPress. It was just horrendous. But do you know what? It did. It, it, you look back now and you cringe. I mean, I posted one in the group the other week and said, this is what our roller banner used to look like. How bad? And they were like, that's ah, not too But I was like, compared <laughs> to what it looks like now, that is shocking. Considering though, Paul's a proper perfectionist, and he'll remember. Yeah, yeah. He'll remember somebody he spoke to from a new build site regarding a case from like six or seven years ago, which is insane. So when we were going out, like, yeah. yeah, we would go in and be like, "Oh, I have a bit crack," and like the Chuckle Brothers and that. But then he would, uh, <laughs> he would remember something from years ago, and then like the person could relate to it. So I think it's like a skill that. Like I'm shocking with names and stuff like yeah, that. I'm I'm more faces. Faces. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something that I, I just remember thinking, like, bloody hell, I don't know how he's remembered that. And yeah. Yeah, it got us in it got us in quite a bit because I'd be like, oh yeah, so and so used we used to I did that for so and so and they'd be like, Oh, right, okay, yeah, I know who that person is. Slowly, but and, and the Jordan would be is... sat there like, What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> how do you know it? And that's what people have to realise, I think, is it 
that didn't happen overnight, did it? You probably oh, would have had to have three or four of those conversations for them to even pick up the phone to you to ask you a question, I suppose. All I, it's all I'm doing now with my new page. I'm just doing exactly the same now, but I'm doing it the 2021 way. Like, that's the way to do it. Like, what, just give information over and over and yeah, over. Yeah, giving information and just being that person. It's like, all I'm really doing, aren't I? Because I can't go out and knock on doors, so to speak. Yeah. You can't, you just, we're not allowed to do that now, are we? But even though the industry is open, you know, you, you're not meant to do that. You're only meant to go if you've got an appointment. But I'm just putting it out there, putting myself out there. That's yeah, just, all we did was we, you know, we're nowhere near as busy then as we are now. Like, I couldn't think of it. I, if Jordan said to me, let's go for the afternoon now and we'll go and drive around, I'd be thinking, man, I've got time. Like, <laughs> and I can't be away from my laptop that long. That's what it's like now for both of us. Where then it was like, right, we've done 10 mortgages between us. Let's just go out. Like, come on, let's just jump in the car and just go out. And we would just go and grab some some lunch. Just jump in the car and just drive, right, just drive down to Redcombe and just jump in five new build sites, just have oh, loads of crap yeah. and then just drive back. It's mad. Yeah. Well, like, I do miss that as well, though. So, like, obviously, uh, we have, we've had targets and we set ourselves targets and goals every year, but that was, like, we enjoyed doing that. Mm. Right. When it was, oh, was just, like, me, yeah, me, Paul, and a couple of the admin, and it was just like, oh, well, let's just, let's just have a look out. And it, was, it was good fun, so we made it fun. And, again, if you're setting up on your own, I don't think I would have had as much confidence to do that on my own. We did. Yeah, it, it is hard. And it's the same as going back to the process. Like you've said there, Chris, I would implement a process straight away. So okay. I move away. I've got an internet, a mobile phone, and a laptop process immediately because that's what we sell now to other advisors. So if there's any advisors who are listening to this who are thinking it's not that great where I am, give us a ring because... I can. I would love to work at three one three. Not nobody works for me and Jordan. They work for themselves. Yeah. But they have access to the whole process that we've got, and that's, that's something that's. I know. So I. I mean, I, the this firms who ring us now and say like, "How have you got that process like that?" It's like we we've worked extremely hard, long long hours. Me and Jordan have worked hell of long hours in the background that nobody sees, that someone just comes in and just uses the process in 313. They don't realise how long it's taken to get that process to how it is. And that is because you've made the cock-ups along the way, haven't you? You've made the mistakes. Yeah, and going back to, to what we said previously as well, we are open if someone says to us, can you try us doing that? Yes, the answer is yes. If it's going to make this process quicker and slicker, yes, I am open to doing that. I think 100%. a lot of people think processes have to be this hundred point list of everything. But a process could simply be Mondays, we go to new build sites. Tuesdays, we send this document, send that document, send this one. It doesn't have to be a massive process when you're starting out. You just need, I think a process helps you, kind of helps you sleep at night, I suppose, doesn't it? Because you know what step is coming next, if that's in a business or in a mortgage application. Yeah. So, routine as well. We're routine. all creatures of habit, aren't we? Yeah. Routine is is massive. Um, so you'd have the same approach then. If you both landed in the middle of nowhere with just your laptop, you'd, you'd both CRM go. system. Yeah, I'd get it. I'd get it. I'd, I'd, I didn't know Paul was going to mention the, the door knocking because you kind of forget we did that, but that's what I was going to say as well. But the, the one thing I'd get in soon would have been a CRM system. Um, okay. And what, just easier to record customers' details, update yeah. them, no notepads. Yeah, nah, you don't need them. That was. We did that for two years as well, two and a half, three years, maybe, Paul. Yeah. Know? Two and a bit years. Yeah. 
It's mad One. because, it, it, I mean, you can ask any of our team, if you ask me, or even me missus will say, look, I'm actually writing with pen and paper and disgust me. I'm like, it's 2021, <laughs> what are you doing? Pen and paper's all right for a to-do list. If you're yeah, going to write like the to-do it. list down and cross it off, that's fine. But you shouldn't be writing any client's information down on that. Just have it. Even if it costs a bit more when you're setting up, get a proper CRM in place. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that was my biggest regret, that we didn't do that sooner. Okay. We're still tweaking it as we go because we've had the system over two years now. So all the remote clients yep. are coming up, and there's been a, been a couple of issues with that, which we've getting sorted with the with the guys, the technical team, and it works. Um, that was massive. If you haven't got a CRM system, it's yeah, change changes the game for us. And like I say, we having conversations every week. I had one last week. I've got another one booked in for this week, just with people going, "How do you do it though?" I'm like, "Time, your own time." If you ain't going to invest in your time, there's no point. Scrap it, don't do it. Because you'll think are you talking about people that are thinking of setting up on their own, trying to pick your brains as to how No, you... because I try and recruit them. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, no, just um, people who will want to implement a CRM system into their businesses. But okay. it's one of them. Like I spoke to a guy from London and he rang and he said, I've seen you in the charts and Primus. You're, you're sort of top 20. I just wanted to pick your brains. How do you do this? So we use this. And he's like, oh, it's rubbish, that system. I'm like, that's ah, really not. Really it's not. really, really not. So, like, oh, towards it is, and I'm like, that means you're not using it right because I know for a fact that system isn't rubbish. You're just not using it right. And when I told him, he was like, I did not know it did any of that. And I was like, that's because you've not invested the time in it. Unfortunately, right. that's the way it is, and it, it would be rubbish. Every system's rubbish if you don't use it properly. Hmm. You know, like you could. It, I mean, I've just picked up there, like we said, I've just picked a iPad keyboard up yeah if i don't use it i'll say well that's rubbish that was pointless me getting it but it will be rubbish if you don't use it of course it is very good point isn't it you've been given the the armory you've got to you've given the ammo you need to use it correctly mm -hmm. it's the same as any training isn't it you, you could speak to somebody till you're blue in the face but it's what they do with that training then as to if it's going to be successful yeah and like i say me and jordan have spent i don't even want to know how many hours on getting the system right and we're always right. like right how can we make that better we just implemented from this week, like uh, we used to do a, a weekly meeting between me and George and go through things um, to, to make sure that everyone's doing, well, not what they're meant to be doing, but making sure it's as slick for them as it is. So we don't have anyone going like, well, that doesn't really work that great. So me and Jordan are sat going, well, actually it does, but you haven't done that. Or actually, shall we make this better to, to make their job easier? Yeah. yeah, 100%. Well, I'm going to put your links in the um, in the show notes anyway, so people can connect with you. And if they are interested in speaking to you about joining you guys, then um, I'm sure your inboxes are always open, aren't they? Yeah, we have an open recruitment book, mate. <laughs> awesome, guys. Anything you want to add to that, or we should we move on to your charities? Happy with that? Yeah, good man. Yeah, some really good stuff in there. I love the way that, that you've mentioned. Nobody's mentioned CRM systems, and nobody's mentioned. Um, New build sites, that's quite a big one, that, to be fair. So before the uh, before we start recording the podcast, I asked for your charity. So everybody that I have on the, the podcast, I donate £10 to each charity. So which charities are we going for, Jordan, first? Uh, the Solon Connor Fawcett charity. It's a local local charity. Um, yes. Deals with the local families who are um, uh, obviously known someone who's, who's been diagnosed or, or going through cancer. Um, we've supported them since we since we started. Um, okay. And the guy who runs it, Mark Solon's just an unbelievable character. Um, what he's done for for 
charitable causes. Really like so, yeah, and every penny helps them at the minute. So appreciate you doing that, Chris, because it's awesome. been very. Some of us think we've had a bad time, but charities have been massively affected. Um, yeah, yeah, same massive. for me, Chris. Same, same one. For me. Yeah, Mark. Have you got his hoodie on? Oh yeah, <laughs> Mark's <laughs> unbelievable. He's uh, yeah, what he does, he's like an unsung hero. But yeah, he's he's amazing. And he's, he's local, local, to, local to us. Local, yeah. That's not. It's always nice to support a local business, isn't it? Yeah, like local charity, of course. Yeah. Right, awesome guys. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I hope everyone's got some kind of top tips from these guys. They're always active on social. So as I said, I'll put their handles in the notes. You can take a look at what they do. And if you want to ask them any questions about their CRM system, how their company works, um, how they use their social media, I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help. So guys, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, mate. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.